You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Ball Soccer of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 313 of the Centralized Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here. Uh, today we are joined by executive video producer, audio engineer, guy that pulls things right off the sidewalk, uh, Zach Bertram. Uh, if you listen to Patreon, you're going you're gonna to know what he has accomplished. Uh, and my fervor co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis, what have you allowed us to plan for today? Today's episode is the three of us. We are going to be talking about anything Jeremiah had on his mind this afternoon. That's the plan. (laughs) Good Lord. Boy, is it a premium product, though. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, We're going to play a little game at the end of the day. Uh, Zach's going to lead us in it, and that's going to be fun. Um. Just did ourselves about 20 minutes on Patreon. I think it was great. Uh, it was entertaining. It was effervescent. It was, uh, we didn't know where it was going to go. And my mouth still feels it. That's right. Patreon.com slash Boss Hog of Liberty. That's where you can go to support the show every month. Uh, the packages start out at $5 a month. They go up a little bit from there. But basically, if you sign up to donate to the show every month, then you get access to the show notes before the show, which you assuming Dakota made them. Yep. And then, uh, you also get access to the Facebook group, which is exclusive to the members. You get little bonus stuff. That's uh, in a private RSS feed with the bonus episode, uh, that is exclusive through Patreon itself. Um, and occasionally we just send you goodies in the mail. So if you enjoy this show, then that is how the show gets paid for. That's how we pay the bills around here. And we greatly appreciate it this week. Um, you know, Jeremiah's been giving me all kinds of crap about gardening this year. So I brought in some of the fruits of that labor and, uh, we tried it live on air. So if you want to see how that went, make sure you uh, go sign up at patreon.com slash boss hog of Liberty. And that's where you can find that at any level. And at $50 or more a month, you get near name dropped and your, maybe your business, if you're associated with it, uh, at the top of each and every episode, uh, Mr. Dakota Davis, who are our faithful supporters we have mr anthony meyer who is delivering goods he's a uh he's a real hero actually he's an american hero a true patriot we appreciate him and then we also have mr he's a different breed you might say we have jonathan phillips who is our favorite car dealer in the continental united states of america would you trust him with your family yes 
I think that my grandma is going to be seeing him next week. Very nice. And then we have I Miss mean, Christy Avery. She is, she is the Buick demographic. She is. She drives a Suzuki right now. And uh, we have Miss Christy Avery from all the way in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and she is our favorite Norwex dealer. We appreciate you, Christy, and we appreciate all of those folks and all of our patrons. Christy just turned 32 this week, got a new haircut today, and is cheering on her Detroit Lions. Hope springs eternal. Uh, we've got the uh, the Lions plus 17 on the Boss Hog board uh, just for Christy Avery uh, against the Kansas City Chefs. They're currently undefeated. Yeah. In, in theory, they could be the last place team in the NFL at the end of the night, or they could be the first place team yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. Nobody knows. What if it's a tie? It would be horrible. Did the Coles do that? Yeah. Jeremiah, you just use your, your new bottle opener. How was the experience? I did. It was very firm uh, and effective, and it did not break the bottle. Uh, that came from uh, our buddy Greg Counts, uh, new patron. And uh, it was very nice. I used it to open up a little bottle of uh, Kentucky bourbon ale. Very, very well done. All right. First thing I have in the notes. Are you ready? Ready. Bad week to be a musician. Oh, yeah. Rough weekend. Rough weekend. Dakota, do you, did this make your radar at all as to who died? Jimmy it, Buffett and that dude from Hey Now You're an All Star. Smash there's Mouth. another one the too. Lead, the lead singer of Smash Mouth passed away. Yeah, and there who's the other? There's another guy that passed away. Yeah, there was some 90 year old dude as well. No, there was a guy who sang Dreamweaver. The guy who sang Dreamweaver passed away. Damn, really? Yes. We're gonna the, have to the mourn. The guy from Smash Mouth, Gary Wright. Like I was rolling through a feed and there's like, oh, he's going into hospice care, and like four <laughs> posts later, he's dead. He's I'm like, dead oh my gosh! Day. Like he was. On my on my like Instagram feed, he went from hospice to dead in like four posts. So Gary Wright sang Dreamweaver and Love is Alive. Yeah. Uh died at eighty. So that one it's a good run. I you know, you yeah. can't you beat the actuarial chart. So what are you gonna you know, what are you gonna do? That's that that one is what it is. How'd the guy from Smash Mouth die? <clears throat> Drugs and rock and roll. Liver failure. Uh that's a bad so, one. Yeah. He had a pretty good run too though. I mean Spoken from a guy in his twenties. <laughs> I mean, now I'm talking about like his. Uh, be famous for a while. I, I, I'm just talking about like how his life. He had to have a pretty cool life. That's a good run. Yeah, you know, made the most of it while he was here. So Steve Harwell is the guy. Uh, fifty six died at fifty six. I, I mean, I, it's for for a rock star. For some of us, that's only sixteen years away. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett, though. So, limiting Jimmy Buffett to calling him a musician. Like, they were talking about him. Business mogul. Yeah, he created his own industry. Like, his own music genre, his own, and then his own industry off of that. Like, there's, his hand is, like, well, it's not even, I don't think it's his hand. He's licensed stuff out. I don't know how much he had to play in that. But there, you, he had the Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurants, restaurants, and then he had the Margaritaville franchise, which is campgrounds, retirement homes, hotels, resorts. There's a cruise line. Yeah, I mean, he—it's the shittiest cruise line of them all, but it is a cruise line. Fine. But there's you have mar- heard of it. There's yeah. a Margaritaville cruise line. 
I haven't heard it yet, but Jeremiah is much more it. plugged into the cruise community than I am. But yeah, yeah, they have is one it ship. Like a river it, cruise? No, it goes it goes from uh, Florida to the Bahamas. It's a two day deal every every time. And how good of a life had he kind of plugged out for himself? He lives in the Bahamas forever during the winter time. Key and West, then, and then on the summer, he goes on tour. And the same people buy the tickets every year, and he just gets to go float around the United States partying with people that love him the one, for the summer. The one fatal him. flaw to the plan, it's a lot of sunshine. Yeah. And then you die of skin cancer. So I, I guess, I, so I got to Did see him. Did he really him. die of skin cancer? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, he bought, battled a rare skin cancer for four years. Wow. Uh, and I, so I guess he would have had it when I saw him. The first concert back in Indy uh, post-COVID was, was Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett yeah. and it was... I'm glad I got to see it. Uh, it was an experience. The you know they they all had tattoos. All the fa- the parrot heads had the t- t- tattoos on their arms about how many times they had been. So you were a virgin. It was your first time. But there were people that had twenties, thirties. I mean, it was yeah. for some people insanity. that was their annual. I knew people that had moved away from Indiana and they came back to Indiana for the Jimmy Buffett concert because their friends so would go to it what, as well. What tattoos are they getting? Well, they were temporary tattoos that just had a number. Oh. And it was basically how well, many I times you've been. I bet there were some Perryhead tattoos, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that was that was like, it's he created. His, I guess he created his own kind of lifestyle brand. Is what you would Hawaiian call shirts, it. parrots, hats, uh, bucket hats. I looked up Perryhead tattoos. <laughs> this is one of the persons I got. Cheeseburger fins. Uh, margarita. The, the margarita. What's the top right? That's a parrot drinking a cocktail. Okay, my eyes aren't good enough. <laughs> I hadn't seen the chat. Christy Avery's like lifestyle brand. I'm like, I, yeah, I agree, Christy. That's kind of what I would would call that. Yeah. So I mean, and and I was not, you know, I wasn't a huge fan. I went. It was a good time. I, you know, it, like anything, if if somebody massive and notable passes away, you listen to their music during the week. Um, <laughs> there's a parrot Hank with a margarita. Uh, if if you look at the iTunes charts or the Spotify charts. We're gonna Google this as we're on the on well, the move here. His because somebody commented, uh, Ron Milford, net worth estimated to be a billion dollars. <laughs> good for wow. him. Good for him. Like, Not, he, yeah. and, and literally out of a niche, he completely created. Like he yep. fabricated island vacation music. His yeah, his whole thing was just his uh, yeah. He, uh, uh, but it's interesting. Like Jimmy Buffett's early songs that he wrote, they weren't really like that. You know, they were. No, he literally wrote one that he was like, uh, "Yeah, I was getting ready to kill myself," and then the song made it big. Well, I think this. this <laughs> well, no, the the story they mentioned the, the Monday on, song because it was, it, it was it was literally written and then he died on Labor Day weekend. It was written about it being you know Labor Day. Like the story that they mentioned on the radio to this week was that he had written a song. It was going to be recorded by Elvis. Elvis dies before he can record it. And so they're like, just do it yourself. And he did it himself. And that turned into a big hit for him. And I can't remember what it was, but Christy Avery might remember because it was mentioned on Bob and Thomas Miranda. She's a, or mentioned on that show this week. And I know she's a big listener too, but yeah, it was, yeah. Like I said, ain't good for, cause in, on the other flip side too, lifestyle brand creates his own niche and a completely like positive, the people that like it, love it. It doesn't, you know, people like to talk about, you know, Facebook sucking the, the soul out of people and Bezos is sucking the money out of whatever. Listen, who's if complaining there were about two people walking towards me 
and one of them had a parrot head tattoo and the other one had an ICP tattoo, I would feel a lot more safe with the parrot head. ICP being the insane clown posse. And that's all I'm going to say. Because it's very similar. There's ve- diehard insane fans in both camps. But I feel like the Jimmy Buffett crowd might be like a, a little bit more of a friendly personality. Right now, the top 10 songs being played on iTunes in the country Rich Man North of Richmond, Oliver Anthony. Number two, a Zach Bryan song. Number three, uh, Paint the Town Red. Number four, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville. Number five, Come Monday, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, and yeah, so he's got two. And that was, this is, they've actually had some drop out because I think Come Monday. Yeah, Come Monday's on there. Uh, there was another one up there as well. So they've, he's had them drop that quickly. Like, it, there you go. The, uh, the p- top pop songs right now, Margaritaville, Come Monday. Uh, one and two. Cheeseburger in Paradise is eight. All the Pirates at 40 is number nine. So he has four of the top ten pop music oh, songs streaming Gary right Wright's now. Gary Wright's on, on number six on the list. And Gary Wright's Dreamweaver made uh, made number six. So if you die, you get one last big bump. That's right. Yeah, the rumor was that Elvis was supposed to record Margaritaville. Huh. Really? But died before he could. What do you guys think of the Richmond, North of Richmond song? I don't know if I know that thought my head. Really? I, I think it's good. I probably it, have heard it. It, it 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 taps into uh, a, a frustration and anger with with society. It's basically a guy singing about DC politicians and yeah. them being you know rich men who don't give a damn. And not, they they played really it at the GOP it? debate for the presidential <laughs> candidates. Yeah, and they you know they of course thought it was about the Democrats. They thought that didn't apply to them. They were uh, they were they were right there. All right, so bad week to be a musician. Yeah, he said he made a same. He's like, this, this song's about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's about you guys, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. That was an irony to that. It's kind of like when they played Born in the USA on the 4th of July. It's like, this is a yeah. protest song. Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, sometimes they don't get it. I mean, how often do politicians just not get it? Uh, it's, a lot. They make a living doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what they do. Uh, same, same as the. Uh, Oh God! What's the the Vietnam Chopper song? Um, fortunate son. Fortunate son. Same mm-hmm. deal. Same exact thing. Some folks are born. <laughs> Ooh, the red, white, and blue. So this is a, a story with some local ties. Uh, apparently, the uh, the town board uh, here in Newcastle, the police chief has asked for some regulation and some guidance on UTVs. Uh, on city streets. Yeah, this came up at the council meeting on Monday. So UTVs, and then apparently we had somebody that got arrested for driving their lawnmower in town. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> I'll be honest. I it, That story brought me joy. Because if you're local, <laughs> and you're in any of a, kind of like the um, Newcastle news pages, that guy is in those groups all the time, rambling incoherently all the time, and so for him to get a DUI while listening to a scanner on a zero-turn mower because he's running from the cops. He was charged with improperly using a police radio. Yes, he was listening to a radio, so he was running from him. That, I, I mean, people put LOL and stuff. I laughed out loud. So the question, and it's a practical question because I don't know the answer to it. There are people that drive up and down my county road all the time on lawnmowers. 
There are people that just run their little businesses. They don't have landscaping trailers. They just drive their mowers with their, yeah. you know, with their trailer and whatever on the road. I see them go by my. Is it okay? I, think, I don't know. I think it is okay as long as you're one probably not doing it all the time. In like in terms of this is your transportation. And two, I've t- I mentioned. I know I mentioned this on the show before. It doesn't matter what you're on. People have gotten DUIs on horses before, even though the horse can ride itself. You can't operate a vehicle while intoxicated on a road. You can't operate a power wheel. We learned that last week. Yes. Two weeks ago. So running from the cops on a zero turn while drunk, listening to the scanner is a bad idea. It's not a good idea. (laughs) This is a guy who also, uh, and I don't think this had anything to do. I mean, like, honestly, I don't. He also taunts the cops on Facebook too. I mean, he literally just is like a bit of a terror on Facebook. Um, that it was hilarious. So I shared it with a friend of mine who's not on face, Facebook, and he's like, "Dude, this is some Florida man stuff right there." And it was, it was some Florida man stuff. Well, just not quite old enough to retire to Florida yet. All right, here's another practical question I have. We've had Amber Alerts for kids when they get abducted all the time, and then we've had Silver Alerts for when seniors go missing. Like when an old person is lost and they, they can't find them. Grandpa didn't take his pills and they've gone away and they've, they've disappeared. What, what, where's the crossover line? Because there was a Brazil, Indiana story of a guy who went missing, who was 29 years old. He was bald. So I can see why they would say maybe it was a silver alert, but how do you know when it's supposed to be a silver alert? Like if I go missing, Zach, are we old enough that we're going to go get a silver alert now? Yeah, I think you're so. absolutely getting a silver. I think because so, I, I, <sighs> screw you. So, okay, so Amber you got silver so, in your hair. So according counts. to one of the stories you shared, an Amber Alert is for children, typically who are believed to be been kidnapped, abducted, and are, and are you're abducted or in danger. And it sounds like silver alert is a missing person. Is a missing person, and they don't know for sure if they're like in danger. They're just missing, and family members can't get a hold of them. And I think, yeah, Silver Alerts, my understanding was they were for older people, but I think that they've just, once in a while, a, a 30-year-old can disappear and people want to know where they're at. And I think it's kind of probably countering that whole stigma you kind of would see on TV or whatever. Like, well, they're over 18. There's nothing we can do. And I think they're finally saying, well, yeah, we probably should if they're not, if it's not Maybe they're just on their lawn tractor. Yeah, just cruising town. Just cruising town. Don't want to be found. Drinking and driving. <laughs> Like Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that too, though. I've seen like, oh, Silver Alert, and then they give the age, and it's like, they're 35. And I was kind of associated Silver Alert, so like, yeah, elderly people who were had wandered off and you know, might have some cognitive or whatever. They're old, and they could just get easily lost kind of thing. See, Merriam-Webster says that they talk about it being a cognitive issue as well. So, I mean, that would be really embarrassing if they think it's for special people and they give it to you, Dakota. If you're like, well, Dakota's missing. It's a silver alert. No, he's fine. He's just not here. Sometimes what happens is like, I know if they have just like, a, if they have a chronic impairment and their chronic impairment requires medication and if, if they're running out of meds and they could be in danger and that could affect like, it could, could affect their cognition. Could affect the public too. Yeah. Have some schizophrenic person out there. Yeah. Off med schizophrenic or like even like a diabetic who doesn't have insulin and they could go into like diabetic ketoacidosis. And there are some places that have golden alerts as well. There's a golden alert. Oh God. This is Is getting complicated. Is that like a silver alert, but they have a higher net worth? (laughs) There's a reward. (laughs) There's blue alerts. Oh, let's see here. Let's see. What are in use today? Oh, I don't need these damn pop-ups. Blue alerts are oh for an uh, uh, like an escaped con. 
like so to help dude, capture an offender. So that fill like the Philadelphia situation. Yeah. That's or, or somebody has injured a has, law enforcement has officer. Has anybody watched the video of that guy escaping? No, not yet. It's hilarious. And hilarious, but I hope they catch him. It's and I really this is the second guy this year to have done this. So there's like a wall that sticks out into the yard, and there's a wall on the other side of the door. So you have like picture like a door, like like side light, whatever, the panels on either side. But there's two walls about the width of a hallway. He literally just kind of hides around the corner, sticks his feet on the wall, his hands on the other wall, and like crab walks his way up the walls with his hands on one and his feet on the other and just disappears. And apparently there were razor wire up there because it had already happened once in like May. But he, he when I raise, I hate to tell people razor wire is not going to stop somebody. You need something that is, there's only two options, turn around or die. <laughs> and razor wire isn't that decision. And this guy was, he, he killed a woman in front of her children. He doesn't care. And so, yeah, he disappeared. I saw someone kind of making a joke on Instagram where they were like, they keep catching him on trail cams running through the woods. And every time that they catch a new photo of him, he has more stuff with him. So he's just going through the woods and he's accumulating things. things. I think my mom had said she heard somebody like he was in somebody's kitchen. Like these people woke up and like he was just in their kitchen. So yeah, they had to shut some schools down. Well, Harrison Ford can play him in a movie later. The, uh, there, okay. There's two more alerts that I, that I have listed here. A camel alert, which is designed to alert the public when a current or former member of the armed forces goes missing and they can pose a threat to themselves or to others. And then the other one is an Ashani alert. A S H A N T I. Ashanti alert. And that one is, that's supposed to be the middle bucket, 18 to 64. So I yeah, guess the news is like, there's an Ashanti alert. We're like, what like, the hell is that? But I also, yeah, the more you know. Don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, he's 36. Screw that's, him. That's too many. Like a camo alert. Like, really? How am I going to see him? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. I would think that the idea of those alerts is to allow people that know that they're to go look for these people. But like, if they're an off the rocker military trained person, do you want it? I don't think you want to interact with that. I guess you, they tell you to call the They also, there's that. another name for the Ashani alert too. It's called a clear alert. Clear. So we got a different name. Clear. We could, it'd be you a, say Ashanti and I think of Ja Rule. I, I, don't, I don't know what. They did a song together in the, like the nineties. It's named after a woman from Maryland. Who there was, was, there was Ashanti, like a hip hop singer, Billy Bile, and it's it's going to fill the gap for missing and endangered adults. It's definitely Billy. So, I guess we just use Silver Alert here, but it's a clear or an Ashanti alert. There we go. So that's that's a Maryland thing. So you're saying the Indiana State Police need to get their act together. They need to get woke and and realize that there's a term for it. The people of Maryland, listen. If we can steal the Colts, we can steal the Ashanti alert. That's what I'm saying. Baltimore, Baltimore can export this. Or just if you're going to make silvers for all ages, not kidnap, then then don't call it silver. Call it bronze, silver, and gold. Yeah, just come up with a different name for it. Because silver does to me like I thought it was referenced like silver haired. As an elderly, yeah, exactly. That's what that's yeah. what I always thought. So yeah, I see and that's that. where I'm like, I, I well, I get, I get confused too. I'm like, uh, I guess I'm behind the times on what the alerts mean. Old guy, I stand corrected. You would be clear, Jeremiah. Whew. 
Well, not in Indiana because I'd, yeah. be, I'd be a, I'd be a silver for now. Um, I it's best that I just don't go missing. Uh, did you guys see this story from Kentucky? Man wins a hundred thousand dollars on the Powerball and he immediately retires. Good for hey, him. He was a, a he was a city of Louisville bus driver. It wasn't like he lived in Pikeville. He lived in Louisville. I was going to say you can live a long time in your shack in Kentucky off a hundred thousand dollars. But if he lives in Louisville, it seems insane. But he was also really old. I don't know. He looked I mean, like he. he was I mean, a he was from they didn't Kentucky. give his age. He, so he I could mean, be a he, chain smoker, and he could be. He could still be a clear alert person. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. He <laughs> he looked about eighty years old, but he was from Kentucky, so he could be like forty seven. You don't know. Yeah. Kentucky's an I mean, odd place. And like yeah, that. my response to that was something I was like, I could make a hundred thousand dollars disappearing in one business day and not even do it irresponsibly. Just so what's right. the number? What's your what how much do you have to win to be like, peace, deuces, I'm out? Oh I mean and, and, and keep in mind this guy got a check for like seventy four thousand dollars in the lottery. I mean if I one hundred grand to get seventy four. Deep like if I even approaching a million dollars, I'm quitting my job to go get another job. I'll go find. I'll go back to school for a year or two and get a job I want. So that would that threshold very low. To just say I'm done with life, I'm gonna go like have a good time. Probably, like, I mean, I like my first thing is like ten million, but I bet it's like twenty five. Because I bet even on twenty five million bucks, I bet you could burn through that having a good time. Like not even a crazy time, a good time. Travel with a yacht. <laughs> Zach is going very fancy. Now, you've got Indiana breeding. You could just take your camper and have Vito I, I mean, welded also, onto also, a barge. I could, I could spend $25 million on like six cars <laughs> in, in, in so, moments. So Zach's number is $25 million. Yeah. Dakota, do you have a I was going to say retirement 10 number? before you said 10. Yeah, but, but like yeah. T- 10 sounds great, but you could like build a nice house. But like, well, there's half. No, <laughs> but see, like, I wouldn't do that. Like if I won $10 million, I'd just be like, well, I'm going to ride it out for as long as possible. Yeah. You know, I would do my best. About- and I, I would be like, I would be meeting with like an Edward Jones or something. My, my, and being like, Billy Cardwell, Pawsock alum. Hey, buddy. How could I make this last so long? My, yeah, my goal would always be to like take like 20% below it and then the other 80% throw it in some account with that you get interest enough to live off of. I think that if it was, yeah, I think that if it was... We could sell you a third interest in a very successful podcast for a reasonable number. If it was less than $10 million, then I would be spending a lot of it to set up, like, um, to just set up, I don't know, like, buying a lot of land and things like that, that that could... uh, Procure generational wealth. If Zach wins a big scratch off ticket, he's quitting his podcast job. No, I mean it wouldn't take much to get me to quit my regular job. But (laughs) I'm gonna say five million bucks. I would if we're if we're considering retiring, you know, like giving up your major career. You're pretty close already, so you don't need as much. Yeah, five five million, (laughs) five million. I mean, you could you could conceivably, but I, I think that five million. Wouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to let Sarah quit, but I could quit. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, the crazy thing is, like, could you retire on $5 million? Yes. Would people be shocked as to how much the average middle-class person's lifestyle would not change to make that happen? Yes. Like, your life, I don't think, would significantly change. You probably have 
a new car when you want a new car, but normal new cars. And, and have an I, infinite amount of time to volunteer and, and have a nice service house work. or whatever, yeah. But you would not be like, you know, doing like celebrity flying around. We're not, you're not on a private jet. Yeah. Uh, you, you need maybe a net jet. You need Jimmy Buffett money to. Oh, I can only imagine. I listen to podcasts. He owned all his own planes. Well, I listened to a podcast Crashed with, a few with uh, Jerry Springer, or Jerry Springer, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Springer is probably Jerry not right Seinfeld doing a lot of podcasts. Jerry Seinfeld has got, you know, F you money. And the stuff he talks about doing is just like on a whimsy, just like, yeah, I bought a car. How much? 1.3. <laughs> and just like, why? Because it's the coolest one. And it's like, that's, you re- listen to those people and you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. insane. But that's like $100 million to get there, I think. Yeah, at least. I mean, yeah. I mean to drop one, to to be like, who the hell cares, and to give up 1% of your net worth on a vehicle? On a car, yeah. <sighs> but you're not doing that for just, you see, if you're you more doing, than $100 million for that. If you're doing that, you're not doing that on your fourth car. Right. You're doing that yeah. on like your, like the, I, and I can't, somebody could Google it and, and fact check me, but like Bugatti Veyrons, they're like two, or now it's Sharon's, they're like three or $4 million. They're for their owner. They're on average. They're like their thirtieth or fiftieth car. Like they don't sell those to people with three cars. They sell right. those to people with warehouses of cars. So that's probably what happens when you buy million dollar Porsches. Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. But I've got to spin my head. Ten million bucks. Happened. Ten million bucks. What's your daily driver, Zach? There's your ooh, question. Daily driver for if I had ten million dollars. Oh. Uh, Man, I would have had this in my head a little quicker. Um, probably like a resto mod muscle. I mean, I've joked Shelby Cobra. Probably like, I don't know I love daily that's, that's your daily driver in Newcastle. Oh, a do, you, do you live in Newcastle, Indiana? I, if you if you get ten million bucks, um, I live outside town. <laughs> I will be close taking, enough to run for mayor. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'll be taking a trip in October to a. Um, a resto mod dealership, and they've got about a dozen 1965 Shelby Cobra GTs yeah. that are resto modded for sale. And it's just, I just can't wait to look at them. They're just so. I, yeah, amazing. I have very weird taste. So I'd have to stop and think about what my daily would be. I'm driving the truck. And I it have would now. be, and it, I'll tell you what, it would be something that nobody will, they would look at and think, oh, that's cool, but I would love it. Cause I have like, Honestly, I'd probably take one of the cars a I grand had, one. and it would just be... You would, you, would re, re, you would restore your Dakota. Yeah, the Dakota would get restored, and the excursion would probably end up being like a Cummins with an Allison transmission. It would turn into like the Unicorn or Unicorns or something. Like I would find a weird way to spend money. What's your camper look like? I'd probably have an Airstream. There you go. All right. Yeah. So I have a vacation coming up. I've had it booked for like a year. Uh, it's a cruise from uh, from New York City in September, and it was a very, very good deal, Dakota. A very good deal. To the point, I'm like, this is silly. Why would somebody not do this? So we booked it, and it's coming up. And uh, I think we're going to be fine. But the week before we go, there is a now. We're, so we're, we're like 16, 17 days from sailing. There's a Category 2 hurricane that by the weekend is supposed to be a Category 4 hurricane. Probably going to be a Category 5 at some point named Hurricane Lee. 
that is somewhere off, like six or seven hundred miles off of the West Indies, if that's not politically incorrect to say now at this point. I don't know if that's allowed or not. Um, and it's going to track north. Are you Napoleon and North West Indies? <laughs> Puerto Rico. Um, Yo, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I just talk until on the Mayflower? I just I just talk until I get Dakota's attention. <laughs> so off of off of Barbados uh, is this this hurricane right now. Uh, you you are referring to like <laughs> all of the hot spots of the 1400s. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is kind of heading towards Florida. It looks so like. so it's in theory as of the last information I had, Hurricane Lee uh, could end up anywhere between Topsail, North Carolina. So the north say that the Don't north that. it could end up in the North Carolina Barrier Islands, all the way to Nova Scotia. You can they don't know north. Please don't mention where <laughs> I go on vacation. So, uh, don't know what's going to happen. It all depends upon how much wind we have coming off the mainland. Apparently, is Nova Scotia its own province? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so <clears throat> I am meant to visit. Uh, meant to. I'm not saying I'm going now at this point because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Maine, Rhode Island, New York, all of these places that are potentially, probably, plausibly going to have just had some sort of storm damage by my loose math about a week before I get there. I mean, maybe you can take some binoculars and a class in damage estimation and make a little money and pay for that cruise. Find out to like Biden's on your ship because he's just hopping along so he can declare disaster zones. So I don't know. I'm just looking at it going, son of a gun. I don't know. Friends you just the, don't know where it's going to go. I have some friends that did the same thing you did. They booked like a September cruise and then they found out why you don't book September well, It cruises. didn't occur to me, Zach, that, it's hey, don't go to, you know, I'm like, yeah. Don't go don't go to the Caribbean. It's hot down there and shit happens. But then you're like, I mean, anywhere in the Jason months, this can happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's very rare I bet that, that the, it hits the Northeast. Oh, I bet that the water temps are up there, though, because wasn't a couple weeks ago that the water temps in the Bahamas were like over 100 degrees Record multiple days in a row. It's yeah. like three or four so, degrees above the average so for this time of the year, gonna, which is very hot. That's going to push that warm water I'm assuming it's the water's a little warmer to the north as well. Yeah, so it's going to keep intensifying, and who the, who the hell knows? I mean, it's been a quiet year because Topsail, they've been posting pictures of how great the water looks. And like, why is the water so clear? And like, no storms. And it's like, you should have been knocking on wood, guys. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I, and then here's the thing is it's like, hey, you, you've got a cruise, and you know you're going. And they're, you know, assuming the weather's fine, they'll, they'll, take, they'll get you on the ship, and they'll take you somewhere. It, it, they just don't guarantee where they're going to take you. So that's yeah, why that's what happened to my friends. You're like, there. oh, yeah, we're going to take you here. And then it's like, hey, so, so, psych, we're going to go to Norfolk, Virginia, and you're going to go down to Orlando and back. And you've got like you've packed and you're ready to go to New England to the Canadian Maritimes. And the next thing you know, it's like, hey, here's the Bahamas. All they have to do is have you back on the same day. And they took you somewhere. That's the that's the lottery ticket of it all. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, it's a yeah. They can change your itinerary up. They also say it's like it's one of the safest places to be because the ship can go anywhere. It'll get away from the storm as long as you don't jump off the ship. Then. So this is the uh, this is the story today. Zach Dakota, have you seen this story? Did this make your radar? No. Which one is it? I've got to pull up here. One Some minute. dude pushes wife off a cruise ship again. No, 
this is this is one where it's Carnival Cruise. There's like forty people in this family. Uh, there's your problem. <laughs> well, I hope it's not because you saw a picture of Mr. McGrath. Twenty uh, <laughs> six year old guy on the Carnival Conquest. It was a quick like two or three day little cruise, and it went to uh, the Bahamas or to Nassau or you know whatever. Uh, comes back to Miami, and he doesn't get off the ship. They've checked all the cameras, and they can't see that he went off the ship, like, jumped off, pushed off. They got no evidence that he didn't come off the ship. He was seen at 2 in the morning the night before, and he was supposed to meet the family for breakfast. There's like 40 of them doing his dad's 60th birthday party. Doesn't show up at breakfast, and he doesn't get off the ship. He's just kind of hanging out on the cruise boat. He's found his new. He's found his retirement. And they've done what they called an extensive search on there. The Coast Guard has been searching by helicopter, trying to find him out in the ocean. They've given up. They don't know. Uh, and they have no clue. He's just missing. He's gone. He's just dead. The sea took him. <laughs> I mean, But they, don't, they almost always know. Like, there's always video. There's cameras everywhere. They know they went off overboard. Like they, that's, that's yeah. like, if that happens, say, there are alarms and they know they went overboard, but the guy hasn't been heard from his family has no idea where he's at. And you passed like to get off the ship, you go through customs. Like you're not just slipping them. Like he's, I, so the only thought at this point is that he's somehow, he's still on the boat somewhere. Yeah. But they can't find him. Do you guys remember the Purdue university story? A guy named Wade Steffi. Does this story bring a bell to you? The name sounds familiar, but I don't recall. You can Google Wade Steffi, Zach, or Dakota. And you can you can see if you if this if this sounds plausible to you as to what happened. Wade Steffi went missing in January of twenty thirteen. His body was found on Purdue University campus on March nineteenth. He was electrocuted when he had, in the dark, tried to go into what he thought was a residence hall. Oh, I think I remember this. And in fact, it was a power building. And he tripped over a high-voltage line. The door should have been locked, and he got electrocuted immediately. And then nobody else went in there for two months, and nobody found him. Dang. So I that's the thought I have, is that like this dude went somewhere at 2 in the morning, shouldn't have been, and they didn't catch it on camera. And he's just missing. That's my guess. Zach, yeah. Zach's thinking. Dakota is completely the silent. The story, yeah. So yeah, the one guy, yeah, stuck his the Wade Steffi guy stuck his finger in a hole, and there was a recessed, exposed conductor in there. It doesn't say what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's somewhere in there, and something's happened to him. It'd be funny if he's like held up in like the workers' quarters, and he just found a girl he likes or something. <laughs> I, you, you do wonder, like, on boats, like, how much... I'm assuming that they've cleared the boat off and they searched it, then they've got cameras in the boat that they could track whether or not he's... Moved. I'm surprised they don't have RFID tags on everybody and they just, like, check people passing through doorways. But he's either that or he's fish food. And they'll probably never find him there, so... Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's crazy because they always seem to know... Oh, yeah, I mean, somebody went over. room have a balcony? I that was I I'd, I'd love to know that story. I would love to know if he was an interior person or a balcony person. 
And obviously, anybody can get to a place balcony, where they can go. They're not going to catch them on the cameras. There's no cameras there. I think there are. I, I think they yeah, still, I say, they they still have, have cameras they have looking cameras over the sides. Down. Yeah, I wonder if they've got something that's like watching the water level mm. to, to yeah. keep track of that. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't imagine as big as those are how they would keep track of all that stuff. But maybe, yeah, buddy system, I guess. Keep an eye on them. All right, Zach, I want to wrap up today's show oh, I gotta get my phone back with, with a game. Uh, where we go to Reddit, and Zach is going to find from the Reddit. Uh, there's a, there's a certain Reddit word you can't say on the radio, so we're going to be nice. Yeah, aim, aim at the a hole. There's a group. I, this is something I found, and like I, find, I catch a lot of them when they go on Instagram because I'm 40, and that's how things work. Um, but it's just like people asking, like, "Hey, I did this. Am I wrong for doing this?" And a lot of it's family drama, especially around the holidays. I'm trying to find... So, so the premise of this is Zach is going to find a scenario, and Dakota and I are going to, the is I tried to adjudicate look, it. I tried to look up the most popular ones. And, and we're going to decide. Uh, let's see here. I think to make it more fun, Jeremiah, uh, after Zach is done reading it, he should just say, five, four, three, two, <laughs> one, and then we shout our answers so that there's no... There's no influence. All right, that's fine. And then we can expand on that past that. Yeah. See, the problem is I'm trying to look up some of the ones that have. Okay, I found one. Um, let's see here. Because they some of it, if the if the responses are strongly one way or the other, it'll be pre-labeled. Okay, so see, these are all like kind of long though. So I'll try to summarize this one. So, uh, a woman's married to a second husband. Uh, he loves to crack jokes, um, especially with family, whatever. I should pick some of these up earlier. Uh, families adopted a kid. New Year's Eve, host a big celebratory dinner, and the uh, brother and sister-in-law's wife came while they're eating dinner. He decided to tell a knock-knock joke, and who's there? And he said, Joey's bio parents. And then they burst out laughing, but as I said, they've adopted this kid. And so they then kicked out the, uh, let's see here, man. I should research these a little bit. Yeah. So they kick him out for telling the joke. They throw him out. So he tells the joke. He tells a joke about knock, knock. Who's there? The biological parents of these people's adopted child. So he's not making the joke about his own kid no. that he's adopted. It's about somebody else's kids. Mm, they're not. So the people that threw, they oh. were judging if this guy's an a-hole or yes. the people that threw him out are the a-hole. People, people threw, him, threw out. him out. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Not. Yes. Yeah, they're they could be mad. I don't think you throw them out. I think you just say. I mean, depends on how you summarize it and just said throw them out. In my mind, that's like, hey man, you you can't be saying that. You need to leave. Okay. What I'm also gonna do one off the top of my head. There's one where because uh, there's a lot of mother-in-law drama. Mother-in-law lives with with uh, son. Because a lot of usually it's uh, mother, it's like mother son issues, and the mom keeps walking in on her daughter in law in the bathroom, just walks in without knocking, and so the daughter in law starts just doing weird things, knowing that it's going to happen. Like she'll be staring at the wall, she'll be um, like doing a weird yoga pose in the shower without the water on, and then the do- the mother then goes to the son and says, "Hey, you're." Something's wrong with your wife. She's being real weird. 
and the son goes to the wife and says, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just doing it to make, to catch her out. Cause she's, and the son gets mad at his wife for doing weird stuff and not at his mom for going in the room. Okay. Yeah. That guy's the asshole. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think what the other one was. Yeah. It, so, uh, I've, I've only got five years on my marriage card. Uh, not as long as the other gentleman in the room, but I know don't pick your mom over your wife. That is, yeah, when that is, you, that is a get, bad choice. When you get married, you make that transition to most you, important female. You play, you play for a new team. Important. Yeah, because there's another one where a woman. You might find yourself needing to be a peacekeeper, but yeah, you play for a different. Team. There was a similar one where the the husband got mad at the wife because she hit a fake positive pregnancy test in the trash can, buried it in the trash can. Mother-in-law went through the trash can, then told everybody that she was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Husband got mad. There's a bunch of those that are good ones. Um, There's one where, uh, I'm trying to remember. That that was the one I wanted to bring up. There was one where, hang on, let's just, Dakota, what what are we doing with that? Are we, is it the mom or the husband that you're, or or the wife that you're pissed at on this one? You what pissed at the, the wife? Yeah, the mom because she can't keep a damn secret. Yeah, and she can't be trusted. Being nosy. Yeah. Oh no, I'm mad at the husband because he shouldn't be getting mad at the wife for that. That's a funny joke. And if the mom prank. does what she's supposed, it's like if yeah, I'm trying to think of. She committed like three sins. She dug through the trash, and then she spread a rumor that wasn't she hers. And then she gets the pissed one. about it. There's that's three strikes. Yeah, there was a good one that was. And I'm trying to think about because it was like one where a, a, a family girl, a woman inherits a bunch of money. She goes out to dinner with her boyfriend and all of his family members. They have a big expensive dinner and they're like, oh, thanks. You're buying dinner. And she just got up and left. And her boyfriend's mad at her. <sighs> she didn't stick around to see how serious they were. She, I think she established that they were serious. Well, you unless unless you've clearly said that you're paying for somebody else's dinner, like it's my treat or it's been made clear, you should always go to a dinner like that, assuming that you're paying for what you're ordering. Yeah, no, don't leave that. You need to stick around and you need to fight it out. You need to stick to your guns and not just run away. Yeah. Give me next week and I'll look up some and then like synopsis them. Cause some of them, like, I'm not joking. Some of these you scroll and there's even a, a character limit um, on some of them. But there's, yeah, there have been a couple where uh, another one's family's going on vacation. There's one childless sibling that doesn't really want to go. And she's like, well, I'll go. I'm going to drive myself and get my own hotel room. And all the other siblings that have kids are like, no, you can't do that. Who's going to watch our kids? And she's like, I don't have to watch your kids. I don't have any kids. And they lose their mind on her for getting her own hotel room and arranging her own transportation so she's not trapped. Yeah. That's bad boundaries. Yeah. There's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad boundaries. It's all it's all boundary issues. Expectations and thinking somebody else is doing shit for you. Yeah, and there's some where like like uh married couples have been expected like to they're like, hey, everyone needs to chip in $2,500 to the wedding. It's my dream wedding. That's my gift. And they're like, no. And they just don't go. I still think that. Here you go, Jeremiah. Am I the beehole for telling my wife that the lock on my daughter's door does not get removed until my brother-in-law and his kids are out of our house? 
Okay, I need more information. So you, the daughter has a lock on her door. Put a lock on his daughter's door while his wife's brother and kids are staying at their house. So he can lock. So, so the daughter can, can lock, lock herself in to stay away from them. So she can. I bet lock, lock her people stuff. out of her room. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, lock her stuff away from them. Uh, I'm on. And the I'm wife. On, and the wife is mad. I'm on the side of security. It's none of their damn business. They don't need to come through that door. Yeah. There's a lot of family boundary issues. I have to look up some of the ones that aren't quite family boundary issues. <laughs> Ron Milford that, is telling us to wrap it up. Football's coming on. <laughs> okay, Ron. Oh, you got no idea how much Dakota doesn't care. Travis Kelsey is out. Uh, I did not draft him. I do have the Chiefs defense tonight. Yeah, I don't care about the football season uh, either. And the uh, the Chiefs are going to lose by 17 uh, for Christie. Uh, the the Lions are going to beat the living shit out of the Chiefs tonight. That's what we know. The defending champs. Yes. It would be a huge upset. But Dan Campbell, if you don't love Dan Campbell, I, I don't, you, first of all, he's an IndyCar fan. He did a press conference the first year he was the Detroit head coach. He did a press conference where it, it, wearing a Detroit Grand Prix helmet. The, I'll tell you the only sports story that I'm going to kind of half follow because I do find it kind of fascinating is Coach Prime at Colorado. Deion Sanders taking that program, going from one win to and you never know college teams can can drop pretty quickly and beating the defending national runner ups in his first game back. Here here's the thing is in, pretty incredible. College football isn't what it used to be. No, he he is, he, he, he came in. There's like four people left from the old he, team. He walked yeah. in and said, "Hey guys, I don't want any of you. Nothing nothing against you, but I'm going to bring my players in. Go to the transfer portal. Get the hell out. Don't let the door kick you in the ass. I'm going to bring in who I want." He literally came in and acted yeah. like they're all free agents. And sorry about your luck. I know you thought you were getting a degree from Colorado, but I don't want you here. Like that is, yeah. It, but it, that's that. That, that is, is what college football is now. But I mean, I and I saw a story that one of the there's a Manning playing football in college. And I can't Arch. remember Arch. And Arch is going to make more than like Joe Burrow or something like that with his name and likeness contract. There's he's, he's going to make uh, like almost three million dollars. Some of these guys are so. The, <laughs> Motorsports has taught us a lot, Zach. Some of these guys are making money in college, and they're getting lump sum payments up front for giving up future value of future contracts. Oh, yeah, that's that's an IndyCar. That's that, that is thing. such that's a, an IndyCar That's a Scott thing Dixon thing right there, yeah. So there's a dude who got a couple hundred thousand dollars from the Bears, or that, that's with the Bears now. He's a second-round draft pick, and he gave up. 15% of all of his future earnings for a couple hundred grand in college, and it's going to cost him millions of dollars. Um, and they're saying, well, they're preying on these guys. I'm like, well, look, it, you can look at it two ways. It's, you know, if you've got 30 kids and only two of them are going to make it to the NFL and you're going to give them all two or $300,000, that's kind of the way the math shakes out. I'm really curious as to what those people are, what the kids doing with the money, like as to whether or not it was a good, if like, oh yeah, he's well, driving, he's driving a Hummer to work to class. Then I'm like, he probably yeah. bought his Bugatti and he made four payments. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts, Zachary Burcham. What do you got for me this week? Oh, I don't know. Not much. Enjoying the weather, surviving cross country. Did you have a good time Labor Day weekend? Yeah, we had a good weekend camping. It took me about two days to recover because I think I was up to like one o'clock on Monday morning. Just still still by the campfire. What? Yeah, I'm still on the run streak. Yeah. 614 days or so. Yeah, something like that. And uh, one mile at least. I haven't even checked. 
Yeah, I've gone. Yeah, and I haven't had to do any one mile. I think I did. I did one six. Yeah, six fifteen today. All right. The the Chiefs have taken the opening kickoff and they're down at the twelve. There's a safety coming. The Lions are going to be up two nothing momentarily. But yeah, if you're if you're local, Newcastle's hosting a cross country meet on Tuesday at Memorial Park, and they're going to honor the seniors. You can come out and join, and they're going to have they're going to have the uh, snow cone or the slushy guys going to be out there Tuesday night. Tuesday night, five thirty, I think. I think. Do we have to wear green? No. What team are you playing against so we don't accidentally wear There's six teams that are going to be there. It's oh $5 a car load. I will say that. They do charge. All these races charge. Um, but yeah, it was. I, we were at Marion. Marion was really cool. I'll say real quickly, we were, they run at Indiana Wesleyan. Beautiful facility. There's an air show and a car show at the in Marion and the airport is has to be like a half mile from where the cross country meet was. So uh, my grandfather, God rest his soul would have had the greatest day ever. Cause there was a plane landing every 20 seconds. Like literally at, at times you could see three on an approach and, and then there were, if anybody's ever seen, there's somebody made a car and I have to look what the name of it is. It looks like an airplane fuselage, just without wings. You can drive it around. There were three of them at one hotel in Mon- in Marion, <laughs> just sitting in a hotel, just like, Okay, I've seen one of these in my life. There's three of them here, but a town like Marion having a hotel, unbelievable. Yeah, it's Must several be nice. Must and be multiple nice. new car dealers. They had a Meyer and a Walmart. Jesus, we almost had it. Jesus, this is what happens when you have a, a, a an Olympic skater that's your mayor for 15 years. Wayne Siebold. All right, Dakota Davis, you got any final thoughts for me? No, I have nothing. Wish me luck in the half marathon next weekend. You are nine days out. Something from like running that. the mini marathon, the Newcastle mini. Yep. Zach is abandoning you, uh, and not to come sports car racing with me, but to to wear his whistle and to go uh, to go coach cross country or softball. I don't remember cross country. Yeah, I'll be there. Well, I did. Christy Avery brought something up. Christy Avery, great supporter of the show. I will bring this up because this is. I know what she's talking about, and this is insanity. Mount Comfort Air Show this weekend, the Crossroads Air Show. And we might have brought this up again. I brought this up before. We'll bring it up again. $10 ticket to get into the air show. That's a value. Bring the whole family. Except, how much is the parking, Dakota? $5. $150. What? $150, and you cannot walk in. Can you Uber? You can't Uber. You can't Uber. You have to buy a parking with the ticket. Can you fly in? Wow. Might be cheaper so, to fly in. Is insane. So yeah, it's a and they're like, oh, bring your friends wherever. It helps break it down. Um, and everybody and apparently, much like Jeremiah and I are frustrated by info camping at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and every comment on there, and they're pushing that. So I don't think they've sold a lot of it for fourteen hundred and seven hundred dollars a piece. Every comment on this Crossroads Air Show thing is just about the parking. And people are like, yep, yeah, they're going to hang out. Somebody booked a camping site at the KOA there at the Mount Comfort Exit. And they're like, yep, yeah, I'm just going to hang out there. If I were uh, rusty, my last gasp before I became camping world would be just like, well, let's move all the campers back. We're just going to park people over here and let them watch the air show from here. Yeah, and no we'll, joke. Yeah, we'll, we'll sell them a parking pad. We'll sell ten, them parking for 10 bucks. 10 bucks a ticket. We'll roll some awnings out to keep them in the shade. I can't imagine. <laughs> I, don't, I just want to know the... The thought process for this, yeah, this is this is a good idea. This won't make people angry. Yeah, we have we have a fly in in a car show at our local airport next Saturday, and it's I think like free to go to, and it's like it's for forty dollars. They'll fly you around Newcastle. Maybe they'll fly you to Mount Comfort. Yeah. (laughs) 
The that's next weekend. I believe it's yes. It's the sixteenth. Indianapolis Motor Speedway has has built those infield parking uh, camping yeah. spots, and I think they're fourteen hundred piece, and they've had. The same sponsored ad has been hitting my Facebook feed for a month. That silver and red camper? Yes. They can't have been selling those for as much as I've been seeing that ad. And and I commented on it asking if it's still as much as a mortgage payment. So and I'm I. not the only person that's done it. And it's on their advertised ad. I've commented as well. I said, yeah, I would love to do it too. But the last time I camped at the infield, I paid like one-seventh of the amount that you guys are currently charging. they got to know their audience. And I, hopefully the market speaks and they figure it out. Uh, final thought for me, uh, Alex Pillow friend of the family uh he won a second indycar championship and i haven't even got to see the race yet but i guess in convincing fashion he won by 20 seconds or so there's one race to go in the season he doesn't have to show up he's won the championship it's done they had him at pebble beach taking pictures of the uh of him and the trophy out at the golf course overlooking the pacific ocean it's done what, what he's won the race the championship or the 500 500 is the biggest thing but if you can't win the 500 he was uh, that real you, bad too. You won, he's, you won the championship. He's real close to that too. He just is that bad. He was like, he what did he finish this year? Fourth or something? He finished fourth, and he Renus VK he got spun, crashed he him got, on pit road. He got spun early in the race, and he and he recovered. He he's had the last two years. He's had the one of the best two or three cars in the race, and had horrific horrific rat luck. Um, he did Sports Center. He announced his pregnancy. Uh, his, well, I guess his wife Esther's pregnancy. So he's going to be a dad. Good good year to be him. Uh, and uh, big congratulations to uh, another friend of the show, Joey Molinero, uh, who's going to be a girl dad in February. So uh, another baby Molinero on the way as well. So congratulations all the way around. Uh, exciting times. Uh, NFL season is now underway, but uh, we'll be back next Thursday anyway. And uh, we'll talk about the Colts losing to the Jags. With that, we'll see you next week. <laughs> 